0: I'm Joe Catalano with an A.M. Quincy News update for Monday, January 29th. Quincy High School Principal Keith Ford is now also the head football coach at Quincy High School. Athletic director Kevin Mahoney announced on Friday that he had appointed Ford to replace Vernon Crawford, who resigned as head coach after one season. Ford was head football coach at Randolph High School and also had coaching appointments at Needham, Zaverian, and Cambridge Ringe in Latin. Ford also played offensive guard at Northeastern University. Ford says he looks forward to the new challenge and will will meet with the team today and develop a workout program. Crawford was appointed head coach in February of last year. Crawford had played for the New England Patriots. A man has been arrested in connection with several armed robberies in Brockton over the past 2 weeks. Brockton Police say they were alerted on Saturday by Braintree Police about an armed robbery at a CVS there on January 26th. That tip led investigators to a 33-year-old Brockton man wanted in connection with at least three robberies in Brockton, including a McDonald's, a gas station, and a CVS. Police are also investigating whether the man was responsible for an armed robbery at a Cumberland Farms in Brockton. The man, whose name was not released, was found in Brockton on Saturday and taken into custody. facing several charges and is due in court today. In Braintree, police had announced on Friday they were investigating a robbery that occurred at CVS in South Braintree Square, during which a man allegedly entered the store, wandered around, then approached the register and said, quote, I have a gun in my bag you're getting robbed give me the money End quote police had asked people to avoid that area and stay inside so police dogs and officers could work following an extensive search that took two hours braintree police said they believed the suspect had fled the area describing him as five foot eight to six feet tall with a medium build and black hair police said he was wearing all black a surgical mask and brown work boots during the robbery. Investigators believe that suspect could have used surrounding side streets to make his escape, and they asked any residents in the area of Thayer Library, the fire headquarters, and the Braintree Tea Station to review any video footage. Police did not elaborate on Saturday on their investigations. Further details were not provided. One person had to be freed from a vehicle and rushed to the hospital following a crash in Plimpton last night. Plimpton Fire said about 7.40 p.m. They responded to a motor vehicle accident and rollover on Palmer Road, found a vehicle had struck a tree. tree was blocking the road. Route 58 was closed. People were asked to avoid the area. The jaws of life had to be used to extricate the victim who was taken to South Shore Hospital. No other details were provided. A body was recovered from the water near the New England Aquarium in Boston. According to Boston Police, an officer received a call for a body in the water at about 10.30 Saturday morning. Upon arrival, Boston Fire recovered a body from the water, which was determined to be non-viable. The age, gender, and race are unknown. No other information was provided. Surgeries and procedures performed by Mass General Brigham doctors at Holy Family Hospital in Methuen have been postponed days after the president of that hospital stepped down amid Stewart Healthcare's financial crisis. Stewart said in a statement... That it serves a vulnerable patient population, and Mass General Brigham's decision will only exacerbate the serious health equity issues already existing within the local community. Craig Jeselowski, the president of Holy Family, is leaving to take a position as administrator for Southern Illinois Health Care. Which is closer to his family, according to Stewart. Stewart Healthcare, which runs Holy Family's Methuen and Haverhill campuses, also operates Kearney Hospital in Dorchester, Good Samaritan Medical Center in Brockton, Morton Hospital, Neshoba Valley Medical Center, New England Sinai in Stoughton, St. Anne's in Fall River, St. Elizabeth's in Brighton, and Norwood Hospital, which flooded in 2020. Last month, Stewart announced its intention to close New England-Sinai in April. The hospital chain is $50 million behind on rent, according to Congressman Stephen Lynch, and looking to sell all nine remaining Massachusetts hospitals. But most urgently, Holy Family, Neshoba Valley, St. Elizabeth's, and Norwood Lynch and the congressional delegation have been discussing Stewart's financial troubles and trying to figure out a plan to keep the community hospitals open. Closing even one could overwhelm other hospitals already over capacity during a COVID and flu surge, according to Lynch. Stewart said in a statement its struggles are in part due to pandemic challenges and unfair Medicare and Medicaid reimbursement rates. But Lynch says the extent of Stewart's financial troubles and its intention to get out of the Massachusetts health care business came as a shock. Norwood Hospital, which was damaged by that unprecedented flood in the summer of 2020, is under reconstruction. Nearly four years later, the property is far from complete. Residents are anxious to see some progress. Governor Mara Healy says she plans to open another shelter overflow site in Roxbury, in order to move migrant families out of Logan Airports. The site would be at the Melnia Cass Recreation Center in Roxbury and would be able to house up to 400 people. State officials hope it will open within this week. It comes after dozens of migrant families, many of them with young children, were found sleeping on the floor in Logan's Terminal E, the international terminal. State police are being paid overtime to assist at Logan. Massachusetts has hit its capacity limit for the shelter system back in November with roughly 7,500 families staying in emergency shelters. Nearly half of the families in the shelter system are migrants, refugees, or asylum seekers. About 2,000 are on a waiting list. Healy has been calling on the federal government for more help. Governor pushing to increase state support for the MBTA, could help the agency navigate the year ahead, but it would not be enough to solve a projected budget gap. MBTA Chief Financial Officer Marianne O'Hara said budget writers will need to find another $93 million in fiscal 2025 to balance the T's revenues and expenses, even after accounting for the extra funding Healy's state spending plan would provide if approved by the legislature and draining the last tranche of stashed away federal pandemic aid. Healy's $58.1 billion fiscal 25 budget calls for providing the T $127 million more in operating assistance, plus $45 million to cover the costs of implementing a low-income fare option. The T, whose leaders typically roll out a draft operating budget in March, as long-faced financial challenges, officials project the funding gap could swell to more than 900 million by fiscal 2029 in the most pessimistic outlook. A persistent drop in ridership and fare revenue since the pandemic exacerbated the problem, which T officials in the past week have tied to the way the system has been funded for the past two and a half decades state senate democrats rolling out a wide-ranging gun reform bill targeting a vote in a week on a police-endorsed measure that is likely to generate considerable opposition among firearm owners after months of closed-door talks between senators and various interest groups the senate teed-up legislation that cuts across a long list of public safety issues, including the reported rise in untraceable ghost guns, harassment prevention orders, assault weapons, and dealer inspections. The bill is 94 pages fewer than the controversial gun bill that the House approved back in October, although it takes aim at many similar topics. The bill would expand the state's red flag law which allows individuals to petition a court to remove somebody's ability to possess guns if they're deemed dangerous by allowing health care providers to seek those extreme risk protection orders. Unlike the House bill, Senate version would not extend that power to school administrators or an individual's employer. Amendments to the Senate bill are due by 5 o'clock today. Senate Democrats plan to bring the bill forward for a vote Thursday. The 8th Annual B Fit Challenge raised $850,000 at the TD Garden yesterday, all the proceeds benefiting first responders and the military. Teams signed up to run and walk up and down the stairs throughout the area. In all, 2,200 people participated at the Garden. Participants also had the option to run virtually. The challenge is hosted by the Boston Bruins Foundation and National Grid. One of the nonprofits supported by the BeFit Challenge is the 100 Club, which supports the families of fallen first responders across Massachusetts. Check of business news. Stocks are mixed. The Dow was up 60 points. The Nasdaq fell 55, and the S&P dropped 3. Asian markets are higher. The dollar's down. The euro fell. Oil up to $78 a barrel. In sports, Celtics will host the New Orleans Pelicans tonight at 7.30. The Bruins are on their All-Star break. The National Weather Service forecast for today. Any morning snow showers will taper off by midday at a high of 38 degrees. Partly cloudy tonight, low 29. Tomorrow, mix of sun and clouds, high 30. Wednesday, partly cloudy, 36. And Thursday, cloudy, but a high 42. The marine forecast calling for two to three foot waves. The winds out of the north, 15 to 20, good gust to 30 knots at times high tide, 138 p.m. Sunrise, 7 a.m., sets at 453. For River Bridge, scheduled to open today at 1230 and Tuesday at 1 p.m. I'm Joe Catalano with an A.M. Quincy News update for Monday, January 29th.